the Sports Talk with Devin Wade recap. Any given Sunday, anything can happen. What we think so far. Lakers, were they oversold? Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade briefcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Briefcast 47 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. The Briefcast is want to come to you guys solo without a special teams unit. But guess what? We may be able to hear we're anticipating a visit from one of our special teams unit members, former NFL linebacker Eddie Robinson, former Houston Oilers, Tennessee Titan, Jacksonville Jag, Buffalo Bill, uh, but primarily a Titan. I think you would say he's a Titan slash Jaguar the most. And, of course, got to know him early in his career with the Houston Oilers. We may hear from him. We're anticipating a visit from him. Trying to come to you guys in a more timely fashion because so many things happen all the time in the world of sports. And I know I wish I could come to you guys every day, but we're going to try to come to you more frequently. Hence, we come to you on a Saturday. So uh, I don't know when you'll be able to hear this, but it's a show that we have done on Saturday. Normally, we don't do shows on Saturday because it's so close to the NFL and we want to wait and comment on NFL action. But we're anticipating a visit from Eddie Robinson. But in addition to that, it's going to be interactive because we we are going to hear from you guys. We're going to hear from you guys on a We the People segment where I have taken some phone calls on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade Sports Line. Now that number is 832-941-6614. You can call 24 hours a day and we will uh, we'll take those phone calls. But I want to remind you that you can reach out to me on social media at Wadesworth on Twitter, W-A-D-E-S-W-O-R-D on Twitter. In addition to that, Facebook, the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page and group of most importantly, most importantly, we want you to uh, go to the WadesWordProductions.com website, WadesWordProductions.com, W-A-D-E-S-W-O-R-D-P-R-O-D-U-C-T-I-O-N-S.com, WadesWordProductions.com, and please subscribe to the email list so I can email you guys and you can get information on what's going on with us and we'll have a field trip soon so uh, that's coming up so uh, in addition to being interactive in that way we will also do a this or that segment now this or that segment is something we usually do when we have our gang together when we have the special teams unit in the building so because we don't we are going to do that with a bunch of questions that I asked you guys on the sports talk with Devin Wade uh, group page some poll questions and I gave you two choices about a number of things and uh, we'll do that in addition to that we will have a good day who's gonna have a good day tomorrow I'll give you my NFL picks so you will know who uh, who to bet on if you do such things or if you just uh, want to prove to your buddies who you think is gonna win I'll, I'll throw that out and uh, we won't have a Lamont award or maybe we will but we may not have a Lamont award and then we ha- we will have a before I let go so all of those things and a whole lot more but first things first let's get into some headlines and headlines as we speak i am watching colin kaepernick on a live youtube feed worked out now i'm a little bit behind so i had to rewind it to sort of see what is going on with the workout in Atlanta. I have a number of comments about that, but we will keep an eye out on that. And we got some comments on that as well. If you have comments, 832-941-6614. Uh, just, this is just not the way 
to do this. This is just, it just could have been done a lot of different ways. And there's several different levels to this thing that we can kind of delve into and figure out together. I don't know that we, the public, will ever know the entire extent of what is going on with this entire charade. Or if it's not a charade, it's poor planning. I don't know. So we'll, we'll have to see. Colin Kaepernick is working for an opportunity to get back in the NFL. And Hugh Jackson, former Cincinnati Bengals coach, is running the workout. I don't know if he's making any friends by doing this. But we'll have to see. I, I'm looking at it now so i'll tell you a little bit uh, later on what i think about it i don't know how much you really can tell other than the guy still has an arm and he still has relatively mo uh, he's relatively mobile and he has relative mobility uh, compared to where he was a few years ago i don't i think that he's a young enough guy in shape hey man you're talking about an nfl quarterback these this is not a wide receiver it's not a db where you just lose it overnight a running back where you lose it overnight if you can move enough and you still have an arm you have brett Favre still throwing 50 yard bombs in flag football games and wrangler commercials so that's not an issue i just i don't know why this is taking place the way it is but nonetheless maybe it's a good thing i'm going to try to be optimistic about it and we'll delve into it a little bit later on when we get into the we the people segment in addition to that uh, college football going on right now as we speak a uh, minnesota as i speak minnesota is losing 20 to 6 to iowa after that huge upset of penn state they're down but the biggest news in college football uh, Tua tongue of is out with a hip injury and it's just a brutal kind of bloody injury against uh, Mississippi State and what was clearly a win they were up 35-7 he got injured badly they don't know the extent it seems like it's going to be pretty pretty bad looking like a hip or I mean I don't know that the facial stuff he was bleeding in from the forehead or something I don't know that that injury will uh, prevent anything from moving forward as it pertains to his career or even playing I think the hip seems like it's going to be a pretty big deal so let's uh, keep our fingers crossed for Tua Tungvaloa and right now uh, Georgia is beating Auburn and that just matters because in the calculation of who gets to go to the college football playoff which one lost team will get in will it be Alabama if if they don't have a if quality enough wins uh, then that may be an issue and they do have Auburn coming up so you know you would have to get Neil DeGrasse Tyson or whatever, Neil Tyson, what's his name? You know what I'm talking about, the space guy. <laughs> you would have to get him to, to come up with the calculation. So just looking in on that and uh, some college scores. In addition to that, NBA last night, the Rockets rolling. Hot team right now. Uh, and, you know, it's working so far. It's working so far early in the season. The Harden and Westbrook uh, sort of duo, uh, they're doing okay. Everything seems to be well. Harden got off last night 41 points in a win against the Indiana Pacers at home. Uh, they are 9-3 on the season. Winners of, uh, what, five, six straight, something like that? Five or six straight. So they're, they're doing well. And around the NBA, a couple games winners Malik Monk had one I think but the big news since I last come to you is uh, of course the Miles Garrett situation Miles Garrett situation was bad and we talked a lot about that on KTSU Sports Talk this morning and here's the deal you know I think and I said this on Twitter if you follow me on social media you know a lot about how I feel about what's going on with the Miles Garrett situation and I think the bottom line is a couple things stood out to me and a couple things I don't like when you hear the term he was a coward and Mason Rudolph threw that word around a couple times and and I think that 
No, Mason Rudolph was the coward in the situation. But I, I don't think I don't like it when reporters and and guys in the studio, even if they're former players, call somebody a coward. And you know, one of the big things, oh, he did this, he's a coward. No, no, because Miles Garrett will meet Mason Rudolph in a telephone booth right now. He'd fight him today, right now. He would do one of those things. He wouldn't need publicity or nothing. He's not afraid of Mason Rudolph, and he's probably not afraid of anybody on that team. Although Marcus Pouncey, Marquise Pouncey, uh, give him a run for his money. They will go what for what, and, and he got a few kicks in on him. So here, if I am the commissioner, if I'm doling out punishment in the NFL, here is my punishment. I will give Miles Garrett six games. He will be done for the year. I would give Mason Rudolph two, maybe three games for being the instigator. And he kept the bull going. He Essentially, that's what he did. He kept the bull going. And for that, he could have gotten or should have gotten a couple of games, at least a couple of games. Marquise Pouncey, I would have given you one game for the kick. Everything, the punches, no problem. I have no no problem with any of that. But the kick, yeah, yeah, okay, I'll give you a game for the kick. Um, the the other lineman for the Cleveland Browns, I'm not gonna. I'll just find you. I wouldn't give you a game. But I, here's why I can justify the Miles Garrett suspension for six games. It's not the result of what he did. It's not. I mean, it, it was unprecedented and it looked really bad. I understand that everything is in HD now, and I watched this live. And I, it was cringeworthy. It's cringeworthy worthy for anybody. So the bottom line is this. You never, ever, ever want this to happen in the NFL again. You don't want it to happen in the NFL again. And if you give somebody four games, they'll be like, okay, well, that sets a precedence. That the precedence that, hey, you know what, this is what will happen if I do this. No, what you need to do is say, hey, you may not get back in the league if you do something like this because, God forbid, had he busted that guy's head wide open on television, this big, what, 6'5", 6'6", 275 pounder, I mean, just he's just he he's a, a statue. He's a Greek god physically. He just is. He's a tremendous athletic. He's the number one pick overall. He's all of those things. And a good guy. And a really good guy. No off-the-field baggage. A thoughtful person. All of that stuff. But had he busted that head wide open, it would have been it would have been Kermit Washington and Rudy Tomjanovich. It would have been Malice at the Palace. It would have been uh, the, the incident with the player going after uh, – I, I always forget his name. We just talked about him this morning who charged him out with a bat. Juan Marshall. So, yeah, he charged him out with a bat. We don't see those things happen. And you never, ever want to see it again. So what this is is more preventative than anything else. I thought the NFL was savvy to get those suspensions out in such a, an orderly fact. They got them out quick. Within 20, before 20, in 12 hours, the punishment was handed out. But here's where they dropped the ball on that. They dropped the ball on that because they really did not take into account the full extent of what Mason Rudolph did. And they dropped the ball big time by not suspending him. So I got calls the other night immediately on the sports line, and we'll play those a little bit later on about the, the and I like that because it was the immediate thoughts as these things were going on. So you didn't have time to think about it and listen to the talking heads. This is what the people had to say right off the bat. So we'll hear from them in just a little bit. But I watched it live, and it was only a few seconds left, and I was gambling, so I had to watch it to the very end. Here's a couple of things, uh, another couple of things I don't like. I don't like when 
People say, oh, that's assault. That's assault. You know, he's lucky he's not in jail. I don't ever want the police involved in things at a sporting event. If it's not including a involving a fan, somebody that is not in the game, you don't want that. You do not want that. That's a slippery slope. You can't go down that road because too many things go on on fields that can constitute assault. It's assault if you were in the real world. That's just it's just not. We don't want to do that. We do not want to do that. I am surprised. Mason Rudolph have, has some crappy people behind him because he's a he's a uh, a ho for real. I mean, just the way he was talking, and he tw- tried to call again Miles Garrett a coward. First of all, I think the PR staffs on both of these teams did a poor job. I think the man that handled it the best was Mike Tomlin and Freddie Kitchens to uh, an extent, but Mike Tomlin was clearly livid. And he was smart to not say anything because a lot of people spoke and hadn't seen the entire film that, uh, you know, the video, they hadn't seen the, the entire, what happened. If you're on in the game on the sideline, you may not have seen any of that. That's happened. I, I can tell you this, uh, that out of the 22 guys on the field, maybe three or four actually saw the beginnings of it all. So a lot of people don't know anything about what, and then maybe not had the proper angle. So a lot of guys commented on, what happened not seeing it. In addition to that, Miles Garrett talked a little bit about things that had nothing. I wouldn't have not, I would have not allowed him to talk. I, you just could not. No, you can't talk right now because you don't strike the right tone. So you, you're saying stuff like, well, yeah, in the heated moment. Okay. we uh, That's obvious. I lost my temper. I hurt my team. I hurt my team. Wait a minute. You almost, you know, I ain't gonna say you almost killed a guy, but you potentially could have really wounded him severely. And then you worry about, well, my teammates have my back. What? No, this is not about your team. Do you understand you did something unprecedented on national television and that you have just stained yourself as a man and as a football player for the rest of your life? This will follow him for the rest of his life. Unfortunately, and and I hate it for the young man because, again, I know how it goes. I don't like that Mason Rudolph shouldn't have talked because he was saying he was talking. He was still talking noise, calling him Bush League. And, oh, I don't, you know, that was a cowardly act. No, the cowardly act is running up on a man that's being held back by one or two offensive linemen. That's the cowardly act. Cowardly act is, is talking noise in the safety of your locker room. No, you you know, you ran up on him. And as soon as he popped your head, guess what you did? You raised your hand and looked at the referee like, oh, I'm the victim. No, you're not the victim. You were the instigator. Now, I understand this. I feel like Miles Garrett really should have never tackled him in the first place. It was eight seconds left. He knew the ball was away. But, again, D. Lyman, the defensive guys are going to take shots on quarterbacks whenever they can. And that's what a former NFL player told me. Look, if they didn't want him to get hit, they should have run the ball. That's what a former NFL guy, I, and I don't know what Eddie is going to say, but this was somebody else. Uh, another former NFL guy told me that. So, you know, you look at those situations and you're like, I understand you're going to pass it to the very end. And, okay, I know that Garrett wants to get his stats as well, but at the end of the day, you knew the ball was away. You weren't going to get a stat for a sack if the ball was gone. So that never should have. But after that, everything after that, I put on a Mason Rudolph. But. Again, it goes back to you cannot swing a helmet. We want to prevent this from ever happening again. The other thing that I have, there are a couple other things that 
have been said. Now, a lot of this came out on KTSU Sports Talk uh, this morning on KTSU 90.9 Houston, where I host the show with Ralph Cooper, the legend Ralph Cooper, and the Silver Fox Kevin Allen. A lot of people said, well, he ran up on him. He gets what he gets. He needs it as what he ran up on him. You can't apply what happens in the neighborhood, what should happen on the streets with what is happening on the football. He didn't know what he was going to do. No, he didn't, but he knew. He pretty much knew he wasn't going to get shot or, or stabbed or hurt or jumped on real bad. He he knew that. First of all, he in full pads. He still had his helmet on. And I know that that's a reflex. And in the heat of the moment, blah, blah, blah. But you know you 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 know enough about where you are to know that you're not in mortal danger. So I I mean that part I, I don't you can't say he deserved it because that's what would happen in the hood. If you run up to, on somebody in the streets, you get what you get, and I'm all for that. Uh, you know, and for a lot of people, man, woman, a child, it doesn't matter. If your dog run up, he can get it too. If grandma got something to say, she can get it too. You remember when Don Zimmer. Uh, the 80-year-old Don Zimmer ran up on Pedro Martinez. You run up, you get what you get. But again, in this situation, you have to understand that you will be the loser. You will lose in this situation. And here's the tripped out part. You get an opportunity to hit him 10 more times in 17 days. So, I mean, and I know all of that has to be processed in the heat of the moment, and some of that is reflex. But I don't like it when people say, well, nah, hey, he he ran up on him. He he should have got whooped. Yeah. No, you can't apply those rules. He ran up. He was running his mouth. In a perfect world, yeah, he would have got popped right in his mouth. You would have busted that lip. But, and maybe not in a perfect world because, hey, you know, turn the other cheek. In a, from a religious context, no, it's peaceful. It's you know we we shouldn't do that kind of stuff but we in in the real world that is not so perfect the near perfect world you run up and you keep running your mouth you try to rip my helmet off you try to hit me in my groin you yeah you get KO'd for that but not with a helmet you can't do it you cannot do it we have a uh, we have problems in our community cuz guys lost their cool and that that one moment cost them a lifetime in some cases cost them a life in some cases, it costs somebody else a life. So, I get it. I understand the sentiment. But, you know, you know, just because he ran up, you shouldn't have hit him with him. You just shouldn't have. And did he deserve it? <laughs> no, no. You can't do it. You just can't. And, and you know me. I, I don't. You, you, if you know me, you, you may not know me. But if you know me, I'm big on not suspending guys. I'm big on not really doling out heavy punishment or, or sort of uh, sort of criminalizing these guys for behavior on the field. I'm just saying you cannot do it. And so we'll get uh, Eddie Robinson's thoughts. I, I think we'll be able to do that a little bit later on. Uh, and, of course, I, you can give me your thoughts on that. 832-941-6614. 832-941-6614. The other part of that I did not like was they we got a bunch of stuff where they were calling uh, the punishment on against Mason Rudolph. They they went to the race card on that, and I hate to even say race card. They had a racial angle on that. I don't think so because it was Troy Vincent, Derek Brooks were the guys that doled out the punishment, and they are they are partly responsible for making sure the product on the field is palatable where they can make 
billions and billions of dollars because that's what the NFL does. Now they decided a long the NFL decided a long time ago. No, we don't want just the football guys. If it was just the football knuckle dragon guys like myself, <laughs> that just football. If it was just us, then everything anything goes. But they decided a long time ago they wanted soccer mom money. They wanted women wearing cute pink. Uh, to Dallas Cowboys jerseys and jeans and, and the little dainty little see-through purses and, and all this apparel for soccer moms. And I keep saying soccer moms, but, but for, for, for suburban people. They didn't, you know, this is a fun, yay, we're going to the football game. They wanted that money. They, they said, okay, we got you guys. And that's why a lot of people, old heads like me, do not like a lot of things about today's product. But obviously, you know, the CTE stuff has come up and, you know, Will Smith doing movies about it. And it's just, oh, my gosh. And then drama queens like Troy Aikman on television. Oh, this is the worst thing I've ever seen on the football. Stop, man. But, again, you got to understand, they want all the money. So when you got have a guy like Derrick Brooks and a guy like Troy Vince, both defensive guys, by the way, uh, when they play, and, and Troy Vincent would would tag you. He was he was, and Derrick Brooks is a Hall of Famer. I was there for his induction. I think I was, I think he was inducted the same year I was there. I, yes, he was. No, was he? I think he was. Uh, I, I, I have to think about it. But you know, he was a legit guy. I don't, and people, oh, they Uncle Tom's, and they're just carrying water for their master. I, I see that stuff loses me. I, I don't like that kind of stuff because you can make a decision, and it can be the wrong decision because clearly it was the wrong decision without being uh, Uncle Tom, Sambo, whatever you want to call them. I, I think that, no, you, you, that's, that's not the move to make. So with that, I am going to go to a segment that we call this – or that. The choice is yours. You can get with this or you can get with that. You can get with this or you can get with This or that segment is usually something that we do in full-fledged episodes with the special teams unit where I'll ask Eddie or Biscuit or Kev to uh, choose between this or that. Well, this time I went to social media and the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page, group page, and I asked you guys to vote on it and uh, get some of your feedback on that. The first one. If you were drafting today, which quarterback do you draft first? Deshaun Watson or Lamar Jackson? Now, the world is all aglow and everybody's on fire behind Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson. It's his week. He's doing it big. He had a huge afternoon. He uh, Earlier this week, he was de-nice because of what he did in three quarters versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, Watson and his uh, Houston Texans head to Baltimore to take on Lamar Jackson. And if you were drafting today, which quarterback would you take? Well, by a wide margin, 75% of you guys said Deshaun Watson over Lamar Jackson. Now, again, this is a Houston-centric show, so I think you guys, I think I get a lot more Houston feedback, and we are partial down this way to Deshaun Watson. I am also, I am also, I'm not convinced about Lamar Jackson to the extent of he, you can't deny his ability. You can't deny the excitement he creates. You can't deny that he's a passer and a runner. I just, I, he, I, mm, we'll, we'll see. I mean, will he be a Hall of Famer? Stuff like that. I mean, we have to see when these guys become more one-dimensional. Now, again, Tom Brady's never been able to run. He came into the game not one-dimensional. You look at Peyton Manning. You look at uh, the, the, the guy, the, the prototype, I think, for the mobile quarterback today is Russell Wilson. 
because, again, he uses his feet very strategically. Although LeBron Jackson doesn't get hit. So, I mean, he's the real deal. He's everything you would want in that type of quarterback. But I would take Deshaun Watson, too. I just think Deshaun Watson's head is there where it needs to be. And I think that he plays cooler under pressure. He's won championships. He's done his thing at Clemson. And he beat Lamar Jackson in college. Now, again, Deshaun Watson wasn't going up against uh, Lamar Jackson. He was going up against the Louisville uh, defense. Wasn't against Lamar Jackson. And Lamar Jackson wasn't going up against uh, Deshaun Watson. He was going up against the Clemson defense. Big difference there. So, uh, But I still, right at this point, I think I will agree with you guys. And I will go with Deshaun Watson as my first quarterback. Next up, the question is, which is more? Are the Cowboys having a more disappointing season or are the Steelers more surprising? Now, I posed this question before they lost Thursday night to the Cleveland Browns with Mason Rudolph, who had, by the way, a horrible, horrible game. Four interceptions. He was trash. So you don't have to suspend him if he continues to play like that. But it's a tie. It's a tie. You guys, equal votes that the Cowboys are more disappointing. And uh, I guess uh, the, uh, the other half of you said the Steelers are more surprising. I think that the Steelers are more surprising because I think after Bryn Roethlisberger went down and Antonio Brown was gone and Le'Veon Bell was gone for the second year, I thought that, yeah, this is going to be a tough year. And a lot of people are saying this is Mike Tomlin's best coaching year with what he's had to handle and what he's had to deal with. Well, here's the situation. Mason Rudolph was trash, and I don't know how you fix that. Maybe you will come up with something else. They had a ton of injuries. Deontay Johnson, the receiver who stepped up big for him, got hurt. Uh, Connor got hurt the other night. Juju Smith-Schuster got hurt the other night. So they are really, really uh, headed into a tough stretch because of these injuries. So uh, to this point, I think, if not, if the Cowboys can't turn it around and win that division, I think the answer is clearly uh, the bigger surprise. And, you know, it's more. it would be more disappointing that the Cowboys continue down this track if they don't. I mean, 8-8 eight and eight wouldn't be more surprising. I think – Anything below that might be. And it might finally mean the end for Jason Garrett. Finally, I asked, does the Astros' alleged cheating scandal affect your feelings about the 2017 World Series? Well, the vast majority of you guys said, no, not at all. And again, we're Houston-centric. And uh, let's see, uh, Charles Bishop said, if Spygate and Deflategate make you look at the Patriots sort of weird, Hi, Astros. And let's see, Wayne Dehart, my man, uh, Wayne said, I would guess the majority of teams do it, have done it. There's no evidence that the Astros hitters were able to hit the ball because of tipping. It is because the Astros used tech method. Everybody tries to steal signs. Get over it. Sore losers will try to come up with any excuse. And then Joe, uh, Joe Gordon said, hey, the team that was supposed to win won. There you have it for the This or That segment. Next up, going to go to a segment that we call We the People. We the people. And I got to make the world. 
The We the People segment is when I come to you guys and ask your opinions, and you can call the Sports Talk Sports Line at 832-941-6614. Just save it in your phone. I mean, I'm telling you, it is great to have. You can vent about anything in the world of sports, 832-941-6614. I'm telling you, lock it in. It's the Sports Talk with Devin Wade Sports Line. And I'm telling you, 4 a.m., you're watching the replay of the game, you have something to say, drop me a line and uh, give, just give your name, maybe your location if you like, and what city you're in, what state you're in, and let us know. Again, 832-941-6614. Let's see what we have this time out. Hi, Devin. It's Melanie Hogan. I was calling to comment on the NFL's invitation to Colin Kaepernick to uh, try out for certain, well, to try out for the league to be re-entered into the league. As I stated on the sports talk with Devin Wade, hey, I think that it's a ploy. I think that it is insincere. I think that they've had an opportunity prior to now to re-enter him into the league, although I have not watched one single snap in the last three years. I do know that there are quarterbacks in the league that are not half as good as he is right now, have not having taken a snap in over three years. I just, I think it's fishy. I think even the current president may be behind it because I know that many of them are his cronies. It's an election year, so it could be a situation where he has told them, give them, give them, an, oppor- give them an opportunity so that they can really just kind of shame him and demean him and tell him, oh, oh, we gave you a shot, but you're not good enough. And so the current president could say to people of color, look, I tried to get him back in the league. I'm not the racist that people say that I am. And there's some other things. I just don't, I find it very disingenuous. I pray that I'm wrong, but I don't trust it at all. So that's kind of like my bottom line. And I think uh, I don't think Jay-Z had anything to do with this. I think Jay-Z is about Jay-Z, period. Because Jay-Z ain't Jay-Z no more from the block. Jay-Z moves in different circles, and uh, the circles that he moves in, um, the people who are in it do not look like you and I, or, do, or whose finances as well don't look like yours and mine. So he's in a different league. He's no longer legitimate to me either. So that's my take on it. Have an awesome day. Want to thank Melanie for checking in. She is on the Mount Rushmore of the TFE family. Hashtag love is real. If you don't know what that means, that's the Friday Express. Go to wadeswordproductions.com. You'll figure it all out. But nonetheless, I, you know, the Colin Kaepernick thing, the only thing, it's really confusing to figure out what the NFL is trying to do. Anytime I think about the NFL, and I don't think about right or wrong when I think about how they think. When I'm trying to think like the NFL, I do it through the lens of public relations. What image? What what facade are you trying to put up? And, and I think about this, Colin Cabin. This is not coming from a good place because if this was going to come from a good place, you would not have done the done it the way you've done it. You notified him on Tuesday. You, yeah, you got to work out on Saturday. Saturdays are not great days to work out. Tuesdays are usually better days to work out. Now, I don't think a lot of coaches would have come. Uh, maybe a GM or two, but more than likely, uh, the same people that would have went on Saturday probably would have went 
on Tuesday. But that being said, it just if it's the, that's the right thing to do. Give him a week's notice. Don't give him a few days. That being said, okay, he's ready, whatever, whatever. And then you don't want to let the media come. And so at the last minute this afternoon, he changed the locations because he wanted the media to be – he wanted total transparency. And for that reason, he didn't work out there. My understanding, eight teams still went. But that's not how the NFL works. The only way, the only thing that I thought that might give the NFL a legitimately what 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 legitimate reason they may be doing this, it was my thought would be was that maybe there were teams that wanted to sign him and they wanted that NFL cover. They wanted to cover from the league to say it's okay. And this is also a way that the NFL could take credit. And she mentioned Jay-Z. I think that's a way Jay-Z could take credit as well if if something had transpired and he got signed because they already knew teams wanted to sign him. Because any team can have him come in at any time if they're really interested in signing him. I don't know. I, I think that maybe some teams want to but want that NFL cover. And I think this was an umbrella in which if you want to say that the – if you really just want to stretch and say the NFL was acting in good faith, it would be because, hey, we're going to provide this umbrella where, uh, you know, all the teams can come in because you, we, you have our stamp of approval and now you can go ahead and sign him and we, we will take credit for arranging this. So, but, they, I mean, again, there are more nefarious motives for this, uh, legal motives, things of that nature, and PR, which, again, if this is not a PR move because this would be the dumbest PR move ever because once you see him work out and, and maybe that's why they didn't but they, but they said that they were going to release the workout tape to Colin Kaepernick's representatives but if you see him work out the people I mean first of all how much do you need to see to know that he still has some kind of game relative to some of these guys that are in a, on NFL rosters now and, and so I, I just don't think that and, and as it pertains to Trump this is not Trump. Let me tell you why Trump is not involved in this. Two reasons. Trump has his hands full of what's going on. And two, his attention span isn't that long. So he, he stirs trouble up and then he's on to the next thing. He's creating chaos in a dozen other places. So, no, I don't think Trump had had anything to do with this. Not because he, he wouldn't do something like this because he, he would do anything. I, I wouldn't put anything past him other than just being a decent human being. I put that past him. But I don't think that he his attention span isn't that long. He's dealing with some other stuff that he needs to pay his full attention to, and not the least of which is running the country. But no, he won't have to worry about that uh, for a whole lot long unless there's some uh, some assistance from uh, overseas. But nonetheless, I, I digress because I know you guys. I don't want to do that. Uh, I don't want to go there. But uh, let's see. Uh, let, thanks to to Melanie for calling. Let's see who we have next. Hello, this is Dave Osby Shepherd. I just wanted to give my comment. I just want to say football is a violent sport. And what Miles Garrett did was, you know, inexcusable. He'll probably get suspended for the rest of the season. I think four or five games should be sufficient. But like I said earlier, football is a violent sport. You had uh, a receiver from Pittsburgh get taken off the field with blood coming out of his ears from a hit. So it's just uh, – one of those things where the game is violent, those guys get paid to, to be aggressive. So it's 
it's always a possibility for things to get out of hand. And, you know, that's basically my opinion. Also, I think the issue of CTE coming into the picture, you know, a few years ago, you don't know what's going on in these guys' heads. So that's just my opinion, and I'd like to know what you guys think. Yeah, I understand. Uh, I guess Garrett must have thought the quarterback was trying to go at his head or something, but it seemed like the quarterback's hand was caught in his face mask. But still, he had, I mean, he, you know, that big uh, Garrett, he had his little quarterback down on the ground, they get up and separate him, he pulls his helmet off and then he deliberately turns and hit the guy. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't see that boy playing no more this year for sure. He may be gone for good. I don't know, but he may be gone for good. But they play again in 17 days. Let's see what happens. Yo, it's d Those were comments from two uh, very accomplished and uh, tremendous actors, thespians, uh, as it were. But nonetheless, uh, you know what? What I like about both those comments, they came immediately after. There was no time to really process. It was in the moment. And that's what I like about the Sports Talk Sports Line, 832-941-6614. You could call, and like I said, just before you have a chance to hear what everybody else says, you get to leave your opinion, and we'll get on the podcast again those guys were spot on with what they said <laughs> and uh, you know even it's so if you know right off the bat that most people who saw it live felt the same way like whoa this is way way too much but if you have opinions or, or thoughts on what the, those folks had to say be sure to call us and let us know. But I want to thank those fellas and Melanie for taking time out to call. Going to take a time out on the other side. Going to hear from Eddie Robinson. And we are going to do a Lamont Award. And before I let go, I don't know if we'll get to, uh, we will, we may not get to the uh, good day. But nonetheless, we have some fun stuff coming up for you on the other side. Uh, first, a word from our sponsors. This is Briefcast 47 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast on KTSUradio.com, iTunes, Spotify. Tune in, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcast. Sports Talk with Devin Wade would like to welcome our new sponsor, $5 Jewelry Paradise. With the help of actress, singer, and independent paparazzi consultant Terry Donald, you can enhance your look and treat yourself without breaking the bank. If you need a little sparkle and that just right accessory to help you shine brighter, visit $5 Jewelry Paradise at $5JewelryParadise.com. You can also join her weekly Facebook Live party, Thursdays at 8.45 p.m. Book your very own vending event or home party. And if you think you would like to earn a little extra income, you too can sling some bling by calling 832-296-1716. In addition to looking great and being inexpensive, all jewelry is nickel and lead free. So start shopping now by going to the number five, the word dollar, jewelryparadise.com. Why not treat yourself to a little sparkle so the world can see you shine? Sports Talk with Devin Wade wants to thank our sponsor, Kofi Bankus and CoBank Homes. The vision at CoBank Homes is simple, and it stems from the belief that clients can trust CoBank to guide them to realize one of, if not the single largest investment decision they will ever make, their home. CoBank simply looks to build lifelong relationships through service. They do this by using faith, knowledge, and technology to guide clients through the process of achieving their real estate goals. 
be it buying, selling, or investing in real estate, contact Kofi at 832-757-7950. That's 832-757-7950. CoBank Homes through Keller Williams. Shelly Wade, and welcome back to Sports Talk with Devin Wade. Welcome back to Greencast 47, the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. I want to remind you, if you have music and you want us to play it on our podcast, you can send it to music at wadeswordproductions.com. And, uh, of course, uh, as long as it's radio edit, doesn't matter the genre, we'll play a snippet at the halfway point. We'll play the entire track at the end or an extended part of a mix. So say if you send us a 20-minute a mix, well, we'll play a snippet at the halfway point and uh, a larger portion at uh, the end of the program. Hey, right now, as promised, had an opportunity to catch up uh, just a few moments ago uh, with Eddie Robinson, former NFL linebacker. He was a guy that played with some ferocious guys for the Houston Oilers, Tennessee Titans, and uh, the ja- uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. So uh, let's hear what uh, he had to say about uh, a number of things. Here's Eddie. As promised, uh, one of the special teams unit guys, our guy, Eddie Robinson, uh, is joining us briefly. Briefly to touch base on, I mean, look, he, you're an NFL guy, former NFL guy. You have been in locker rooms. You've been in heated situations. You've seen fights and brawls uh, among teammates and among uh, opposing teams. Let's talk about your thoughts on what you saw Thursday night with the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, I think, um, every, like everybody, you're pretty shocked when that when that happened, especially at that point in the game, because the game was pretty much over with. But I just think you had, you know, a couple guys who were probably frustrated the way, you know, one team was, of course, upset that it ended the way it did. And I think, um, you know, Miles, the guy from Cleveland, just kind of lost his cool. And I think it was unfortunate that it that it got to that point. I think the quarterback had to should have taken a little bit of <clears throat> blame in it. But, but you know, my thing, I tell kids all the time, be in control of yourself at all the time. Like, that's, that's rule number one in life. And I think Miles will, you know, gladly admit that, you know, he lost his cool. You know, taking off the helmet, I could understand that. You know, that's that's a that's a fine. You know, maybe maybe one game at the most, but you know, you, you can't hit someone else with the helmet. So I I you, you got to have a punishment. You know, I'm probably I'm not like the suspend them indefinitely type of guy. I'm like, hey, a couple games, let them get back out there and play. Uh, you know, just looking at the the slow motion replay of exactly how it all broke down. But that's that's my opinion. Well, and I think that the NFL, it was, it was strictly a PR move. I, and I said this earlier, what I think about when I think about the NFL, I don't think about right and wrong and doing the right thing. I think I try to think like them by, in a PR mode because I don't think they do things based on, on right and wrong. I think they do things based on money and liability and what's going to bring us the most fans and most money. And I think that what less than 12 hours to come out with a, such a massive suspension. And I don't, I can't imagine they've done anything that quickly in the NFL. And I think that they did, uh, like Ralph Cooper said, rush to judgment in the situation because I don't think that Mason Rudolph was adequately punished. What are your thoughts on what should have happened to, uh, to Mason Rudolph? 
Well, um, I think in this situation with Mason Rudolph, he definitely was the antagonizer. I mean, he kind of got things going. And, you know, because if you look, he, he started to pull off the helmet before Miles reacted. And at that point, you know, Miles did what he tried to do. And to me, once Miles was separated, he had the helmet in his hand and he was totally separated from Rudolph. And then Rudolph, you know, came back after Miles a second time. So I think Rudolph definitely has to take some type of liability or, or, you know, have some type of punishment that goes out to him. Now, ultimately, and when it's all said and done, I'm a mentor for kids. And, and I use the example. And this is like I'm, I'm going to use the example of this uh, when I talk to him. It's like if you're sitting in the classroom and the kid you know, slaps you in the face, hits you out of, you know, for no reason. He's 100% wrong. You have a couple options. Tell a teacher, hit him back, whatever, and push him off you. You can do all those type of things. But one thing you can't do is pick up a chair and just start hitting him with the chair. <laughs> because then at that point, you went from being the victim to the aggressor. You can't go beyond defending yourself. So I I was fine with Miles. I mean, obviously, pulling off the helmet would have got him an ejection and everything I was okay with that. I could live with all of that. But once he actually, and if, if he would have swung the helmet and missed, I would have been okay with that too. But once he actually swung the helmet and hit the guy without a helmet, that, that's what made the thing that Miles did uh, so bad. Um, but at the same time, I think, you know, I was talking with a buddy of mine earlier. He's like, man, Miles, he must be an angry guy. He's probably, that guy's, man. And, and I, I don't think what the average fan realizes and, and I was in a situation with a debate with someone. I said, you know, NFL players, I mean, you're not going to Walmart trying to beat people up. You're not going to the movie theater demanding to have your popcorn immediately. Most NFL players are able to control themselves in society like normal people. You have to actually transform who you are to get into that mentality of football. And, and my buddy was like, well, you know, he shouldn't have been that out of control. And I'm like, now, you don't understand playing NFL football is as is you want to get to as close to out of control, as angry as you can be without going to lose control. And so in that situation, when those emotions are flying like that, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a whole lot of things that go on in the bottom of the pile that you should do, shouldn't do, stepping on the finger, poking the fire. It's all of that type of stuff, you know. And so I think guys who play the game can understand the level of intensity. I mean, you have to be a different person. I mean, I did. I wasn't good enough just to go out there and play hard and win. I had to actually mentally get myself, you know, starting probably Saturday afternoon to where I was mad at everyone who said hello. And then, of course, once the game is over, you got to bring yourself back down so you can function in society. But, you know, I, I understand that that the guys lost control. Miles has to be punished, but I don't think it should be, you know, indefinite the rest of this year and half of next year and and, and that type of thing. I, I, I think in this in this age of instant Instagram, you know, Internet, you know, Twitter, everybody wants to have an answer. I mean, this is something that within 10 minutes half the world knew that would happen you know in a game that most people turned off unless you were either betting the spread or had some fantasy reasons to keep yeah, watching well, I, had fantasy, I had fantasy <laughs> reasons to keep watching <laughs> right so that's probably the only reason you were into it so i think that's why the nfl feels like in this day and age that they had they're also a force to make because you know on first take monday morning is going to be the topic of conversation so the nfl right. can't wait yeah, I didn't 48 th- hours to make a decision they right. want to know what is the nfl going to do so if you don't get ahead of it and do something then you're going to get a million 
things of what you should do. And I think that's why they made a decision so quick. Right. And I think that they'll get second guessed quite a bit coming up this weekend. Although, again, they, they're NFL partners. So it's not like I don't think it'll be until Monday when you'll get all the criticism for what didn't happen to Mason Rudolph. So, and I think that there'll be a lot that's building because the more this thing is viewed and you get details, the more of the antagonist, like you said, he becomes. He, he is the, the, the one that really got this thing going and I think that it's so easy to say oh well hey I'm sorry Mason Rudolph for doing what I did but Mason Rudolph has to apologize too and I think that the Pittsburgh uh, Pittsburgh Steelers organization is going to have to address that somehow they're going to have to do something uh, well be- to to me it's, it's like if you look Mason Rudolph <laughs> was trying to take off Miles's helmet right. now, just because you weren't big enough and strong enough to do it don't blame me because I'm big enough and strong enough to finish what you tried to start. Now, with all of that said and done, in the end of the day, I cannot defend hitting a guy with your helmet. So, that, so it's like if Miles would have done everything except swing and hit him with the helmet, I would be calling for Mason Rudolph to have a one-game suspension. So, right, but, right, right. Because, you know, he, he, he went beyond the point of, hey, you slapped me in the face and then I hit you with a chair in the middle of the classroom. At that point, you, you what, what he did as far as slapping you in the face – nobody talks about because you picked up a chair and hit somebody. Right, you know what I'm saying? I think that's what that's what messed Miles up, you know. And and I mean he'll I mean he'll be the first to admit it and he did that very night that hey, you know, I lost my cool and I shouldn't have been that way. But and when those emotions and people say, Why did why did Miles tackle him so hard? Why did he do this? You know, and, and I I got that from Buddy Ryan. If if we're beating you and we all know that the game is over and you want to keep throwing the football to, to boost your stats or to help somebody win fantasy football, you know what we're going to do? We're going to blitz and try to knock you out the game. Because <laughs> but right now, just like you got pride and want to finish with a good stat game, well, defensively, we want to finish with a good stat game. We don't want to give you no cheap 30 yards, no cheap touchdown. So Pittsburgh should have ran the football and taken the knee. Everything should have been over with. You know what I'm saying? Right. But now you want to keep running, so you know what? I'm going to go real hard and try to give me one more sack for the games in. You know, so. And let me ask you one more thing before we let you get out of here about uh Colin Kaepernick uh his workout was the day he moved it at the last minute he didn't work out at the Falcons facility instead he moved it to a high school facility because they would not allow the media access uh, and so the, out of the whatever the 24 that was supposed to be there only eight ended up watching him uh, workout and the workout was live on YouTube. I watched it and I thought that he hit on some of the long balls. Some of the long balls, guys had to wait on. He threw a little bit. Uh, he, he guys, you know, he put a little bit too air, too much air underneath. But by and large, he looked great and he looks ready to play. What are your thoughts on how the NFL is handling this entire situation? Was this just a farce? What do you? I mean, what do you think? This is this well, is a crazy week for the NFL. I mean, I don't think Colin Kaepernick needed to have a workout. I mean, if you look at the garbage quarterbacks that they have, and not, not to disrespect anybody in the NFL, because if you're an NFL player, I mean, you're in the top, you know, half a percent of everybody that's playing football. So let me let me retract it. I'm not going to call, you know, guys garbage. But I, will. I think with the <laughs> poor quality of quarterback play that you've seen in the NFL and with the injuries, et cetera, et cetera, I mean, there's no reason to think that Colin Kaepernick is not one of the – top 36 players because you well you have what 32 teams yeah, and everybody has three yeah, so, 64, yeah, so he's, in, he's yeah. in the top 100 players in the as as far as a quarterback you know and so there's no reason to think 
that he's not good enough to be a first, second, or third string quarterback in the NFL. And so, I mean, we all know that he's not playing because he took a knee, et cetera, et cetera. And so the NFL has collusion and tried to keep him out. So it's, it's pretty obvious. Now, what are, what are they up to now? I haven't even paid attention to it, and I really don't care. It's, it's like I'm not wasting my brain cells trying to figure out what the NFL is doing with Colin Kaepernick. But, but you don't trust I'll him. say this. In defense, <laughs> in defense of Colin Kaepernick and – and me wanting and dreaming about being an NFL player since I was eight years old, playing 11 years, retired at the age of 32, and probably still wanted to play a couple more years. It is a great way to make a living. It is no better job in America if you ask me to be an NFL player. And so for Colin, if you have a chance to play in the NFL again, I 100% support him trying to play again if he wants to. And it's obviously that he wants to because he's been working out. I mean, he, you didn't just wake up off the, you know, wake get up off the couch and, and do as good as you said he did. I didn't even watch it. But, hey, if he wants to play and that's his dream, then I think I'm 100% behind him and hopefully he'll get a chance to play in the NFL again because it's such an honor and a privilege. You know, it's a great way to make a living and, and who wouldn't want to be an NFL quarterback? So hopefully, you know, he'll get that opportunity to play in the NFL again. I mean, I guess... The biggest question to me is if somebody signs him and he's on the team, does he kneel again? You know what I'm saying? So that's the that's the biggest thing is if he doesn't kneel, then it's like, oh, the NFL broke him. And if he does kneel, then it's gonna be back to square one again. So it it's a it's a very interesting dynamic. Unfortunately, I think it it's taken away, you know, from the game and, and the people who and the guys are out there who are competing and playing football and and trying to win games. And it's supposed to be like a, you know, it's a sport that, that grown men play and they have fun and, and it brings communities together. And I'm a Saints fan and, you know, and it's just a, a big high five when the, when the Saints win and the whole city's in a good festive mood. But it, it seems like sports are kind of getting more and more involved in politics. And, and you know, I think that's good and bad, but it's, it's, it's getting to a point now where it's really not just a football game. There's a whole lot more going on than just a football game. Yeah, well, we got to get you uh, back in studio. We have to convene and uh, get the crew back together in studio. Hadn't done a lot of stuff in, in studio lately, but we'll work on that. And uh, we still have some remotes. So, I mean, I talk to you and I, I mean, we check in with each other, but uh, it's good to have you on the podcast again. We certainly appreciate it. And we'll see you soon. How about that? Absolutely. I mean, I'm just a phone call away. So I'm actually tomorrow I am going to catch an Oakland Raiders game before they close the old stadium. So I might what? even paint my face black, man. So, you know, I'm, I'm uh, so who are you going to see? I mean, what's what's prompting that? I know you had this thing where you wanted to see every NFL stadium or something like that. Is that what this yeah, is? Well, I've, I've wanted to see every NFL base. I mean, any every major league baseball stadium. And, I, and I only have. Yeah. St. Louis, and I, cause I haven't been to the new one in Seattle, so I only have two more. I'll knock them out next year. But I think you know, to you know, I've, I've played against the Raiders a couple of times out there, but to actually sit in the stands as an Oakland Raider fan is just like you know, you got to do that before they move to Las Vegas. I've I've seen the new stadium in Vegas; it's beautiful. It's right across from the Strip. But Oakland and the Raiders are synonymous, and it's it's just something that I want to do. It's, I think you got to check it off your list. So they only have a couple games left. Luckily. They're still a decent team, so I should get a good game and uh, 
I'm looking forward to it. Hey, man, well, I appreciate it. Hey, man, wear, wear some, wear some head, headgear. Uh, be careful down there in the, in the black hole, man. It's, oh, uh, no, nah, the, key, the key when you travel, I've been to a lot of different colors. You always wear the home team colors. I'm not going out there and, and, uh, <laughs> with a San Diego Chargers jersey on. I'm going to be dressed like a Raider fan. I tell you, I might paint my face black and everything. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> hey, man, well, have fun, and you'll have to tell us all about it next time you're on, okay? I sure will. I want to thank our guy Eddie Robinson, and it's always good to hear from a guy who was in the trenches, who knows what it takes to rev himself up and get prepared and carry himself right up to the edge. You have to be violent and nasty, but at the same time, you can cross a certain line. And, uh, you know, it's always good to get that perspective from a guy like Eddie Robinson. With that, it's time for the Lamont Award. I don't want to wish you no bad luck, but I hope your ship sinks. With no lifeboats and no life preservers and a school of piranhas surrounding you, you big dummy. The Lamont Award goes to the person we deemed the big dummy of the week. Lamont was a big dummy, and we give a big dummy award to someone in and around the world of sports. And this time out, it may be just a situation where it's a generational gap. It Maybe it's a generational misunderstanding. Maybe in some people's eyes, he doesn't deserve Lamont award. Uh, I think he does. Well, uh, Austin Rivers is a guard for the Houston Rockets, and uh, the other night, the Rockets were playing the Clippers, head coached by Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers only created Austin Rivers. That's his father. And their relationship is storied. I mean, great, normal relationship. And Doc, a NBA guy for many, many years on the court and uh, on the sidelines now as a head coach, one of the better head coaches in the NBA. Well, the other night when the Clippers were in town to play the Houston Rockets, uh, Doc got revved up about some of the calls in the game and he got a tech and then he kept going and uh, he got another tech and was ejected. Normal basketball stuff, no big deal. Nothing really to see here other than a coach losing his his stuff. You know what I mean? Then losing his mind temporarily. And so nothing out of the ordinary there, except for the fact that on the other side of the referees who were surrounding Doc and trying to, I guess, talk to him or monitor his behavior, whatever you know they were doing, they went away. But just on the other side of them was Austin Rivers. And Austin Rivers was taunting and and really urging and prompting the NBA officials to eject his father. I don't know if they if he had any influence. I don't think he had any influence on the ejection. But the fact that he's having fun taunting and really sort of making a spectacle of himself and really sort of taking over a moment that was really his father was really really angry. I mean, that was just unbelievable to me. And obviously it was done in fun and everybody laughed well not doc doc didn't laugh doc had to get out of there and he was kind of irked and, and later on on social media austin said hey thanksgiving this year is going to be really weird and, and so they all had a laugh about it but you know what i just go back to my relationship with my father if my father was pissed off to the highest level of pissedivity like doc was you you're not gonna play and taunt my father now maybe this is just a new school maybe doc is a new school father the old school fathers are the people I don't, if i'm in the middle of something and i'm dealing with some people and i'm i don't care if i'm five or 50 if i'm on the other side taunting him going against him 
He and I are going to have a problem. Now, say if Doc went over there and slapped the hell out of his son. That's his son. And maybe went into some family stuff on, on the, you know, on the court, in the middle of whatever they were going through in a basketball game. Now, Doc is the consummate professional, so he was not going to do that. And I don't think ultimately he's even really mad about it. But I'm telling you, my dad, my dad would not have that. I would have just went the other way and let whatever happened happen. And I, but just to sit there and tease and taunt him, man, you, this is a new understanding. I know it was all in fun, but come on, man, that's your dad. And I know, well, his dad traded him a year ago or whatever. And so I don't know, maybe, maybe he's just holding a grudge about that. But whatever the situation is, you don't, hey, you don't let, the NBA getting away a family. Long after you're a Houston Rocket, Doc, Doc Rivers is going to still be your father. But for you taunting your dad, from this old school cat, you are a big dummy. You big dummy. <laughs> now you guys can hit me up, 832-941-6614. Tell me if you agree. Is Austin Rivers a big dummy or not? Is he a Lamont Award winner or not? I don't know. You guys tell me. But with that, before I let go. Before I let go. Before I let go, hey, want to thank you guys for tuning in. I certainly appreciate it. want to thank my man, Eddie. want to thank all the folks who took time out to call. want to thank all the people who vote on the Facebook group page. We certainly appreciate that. Remember to tell a friend. Tell somebody about it. Tell them, uh, tell them all about the podcast. Like, subscribe. Go on WaysWord.com, uh, WaysWordProductions.com, and uh, go ahead and do that. And when you do that, subscribe so you can have an opportunity to get the emails when I send those out. Not every week not all the time but every now and then we certainly send those out so i certainly appreciate that and also uh breaking news uh to uh, a tongue of a lower done for the season a dislocated hip and may be broken so a tough break for the kid but hey we'll come back to you early next week and remember you can call that sports line 24 hours a day or hit me up on social media and uh, again thank you so much and as always have a great day